just there we go all right sam you there all right good morning good morning <laughs> it is 7 a.m i knew it you said you you know you would wake up a little yep, bit early for this I, 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 yep yourgamesource.com podcast podcast and we are actually gone international today i'm so excited <laughs> hello from uh from across the sea it's southern valkyrie in the command center hovering over what part of italy i am in florence ah beautiful florence italy and it's 7 a.m and i'm uh, i'm ready to go <laughs> <laughs> get some orange juice <laughs> the things I do for this for this site, and we are greatly appreciative. Uh, let me tell you, I'm just uh, when, it's, when you, it's good to be here. Oh, it's great to have you back on the show. And when you told me that you wanted to be part of the show, as far as uh, to to comment on what we're going to talk about today, it just uh, truly warms my heart. Uh, and who also who truly uh, well, I don't know. I've got this other feeling when I talk to him, but we won't talk. <laughs> Probably like a sick stomach, but uh, you know, hovering over the great city of Henderson. Uh, no, just uh, Sin City itself, Las Vegas. Okay, fair enough. In the yeah. in the What's Up World Command Center, it's another beautiful <laughs> paradise with. Killer Rex Wolf, better known as Chris. How are you, What's my up, Wolf World? Thank you, Joe, for bringing me back in here. Uh, I had to take a leave of absence, but I'm back and and stronger than ever. Ready I to feel like it's this. a reunion show. I, I know. It is. We've been, when did we record our first podcast all together? Like two years ago? <laughs> Close to that. And uh, actually, you know, you had a couple podcasts before that in, in a group, but there was one podcast in particular I, I just want to make mention of. Um, I think it was centering around SWOTOR, and, and one of the, <laughs> uh, before we head on into our main subjects and our reviews, uh, I, want, I, I don't know, I thought I heard there might be an apology? I, I don't know, I just... <laughs> I, uh, uh, <laughs> I just want to take this opportunity to, uh, to formally apologize to Chris for my uh, my Swotor prediction, uh, especially recently thinking back on it, and uh, Swotor didn't exactly do what I expected it to do, and I had some pretty aggressive uh, predictions as far as it being the next WoW killer, and uh, you know about a year later, I can say with certainty that it is uh, very much not 
yeah, the WoW killer. So WoW is still. Got, I thought you know Pandarium would Pandarium would be dumb, but it did well, and it's still afloat, and it's still WoW. So Chris, uh, I'm very sorry <laughs> it's, it's that, uh, no that, that I was needed. in fact wrong. No apology is needed, but it is greatly appreciated. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I do have to admit that with what I've heard so far about World of Warcraft and an announcement from Blizzard that they are going to do still one more expansion after this, at least. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Bioware's decision to make the game free to play for Swartor. Yeah. And um, honestly, like what I realized after playing it a lot was it's just they're so different, like. They're not yes. it's apples and oranges. Like, uh, Swotor was amazing. Like, I didn't play as much as I wanted to just for budgetary and time reasons. But yeah. um, from the time I did get to put into it, it's an amazing game. Yeah, it's just I'll, I'll so admit, different. It was very wow. good. But, I mean, there's so many games that are going to be like that. I mean, even the Elder Scrolls Online, yeah. um, which I'm trying to get into the beta for, that's people are going to say is going to kill WoW. But as much as I'd love for it to happen, it's never going to happen. Like, in all honesty, I don't think Switzerland needed to even be an MMO. Like, just yeah, from see. how I played it. I, I I played with a friend, with one friend, and <laughs> that was fine. Like, I don't think it needed to have what it had. Like, it was an amazing game. And I would have, at this point, I would have preferred Nightfield Republic 3 over that. Well, first off, I want to say that that takes a lot of class, what you just did today, so <laughs> that is greatly appreciated. And I know Nick would not, I know Nick wouldn't, that's for sure. Have, you know, you know, he would take his opinions to the grave. This is true. <laughs> I thought about fighting it. I was like, I could take this one of two ways. I could either, you know, fight about it, or I could just be like, you know what, I said it would kill WoW and it didn't. No. Well, you, you did. You also didn't, uh, and no one did actually foresee the the whole entire MMO universe, you know, dropping out along with the economy, and and really bottoming out where uh, you know virtually every other uh, paid MMO has had to go free to play as well. Secret World, uh, Terra, yeah, exactly. The only Just, one that's still thriving weirdly is Rift. Uh, yes. I mean, they've come out with their expansion, which was 50 bucks, by the way. I mean, that's ridiculous. But, I mean, the fact that they still have a big enough fan base to still go on with servers for $15 a month, I I find that kind of impressive right now. I mean, they've lasted longer than uh, any of the other ones that are coming out right now that I know of. I think, honestly, so much popularity has gone to the MOBA games. Like, uh, like League stuff. Yeah. League of Legends is Everything really... Everything I know plays League now. Like, yep. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really know how much they still play WoW, but it's all about Leagues. I suck at Leagues, which is, which is well, sad. But. Well, actually, you have two different fans. You've got the League of Legends fans, and then you've got the Dota fans. Dota, the yeah. That's... Ancients. Uh, and, and I know because some of my coworkers are either strictly Dota or strictly League, compete one against another, they will go at it for They're hours. Really yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a Marvel versus DC kind of fight there. <laughs> and with League of yeah. Legends actually hitting the uh, the Major League Gaming see, uh, scene with a vengeance, it's uh, oh. even becoming more into the forefront. So Yeah, definitely. I think, like, Leagues is, like, the new StarCraft 2. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to get beat yeah. up for saying that, but just... <laughs> I watch, like, the gaming patterns of my friends, and I'm like... Oh, it was all about StarCraft 2, StarCraft 2, StarCraft 2. More 
people will watch. Just watch like championship matches of League than people watch of StarCraft. And it, it's understandable, but I think it's just more entertaining. Because StarCraft, yeah. you can have a game end in like five minutes. But mm-hmm. League, it's, it's, it constantly changes. So, and yeah, I think I that's, what, that's what makes the game fun. Is if it can if it can change if you can play a game a hundred million different ways, then people are going to yeah. try to get it every single way. Just for what I found is the learning curve is just I don't know if that's it. It's either bad or I'm just really bad at it. But now just, well, no, I, now, I started playing over the summer. Now it is hard. Um, if you started back when it was like its first season, it was pretty yeah I jumped in balanced. a long time. <laughs> But uh, now if you just jumped in and started at level one, you see that there's people just starting level one characters that have been playing for three years, and it's... Yeah, that's what's hard. Yeah, so, and I tried to get my cousin into it. It took him a while, and by a while, I mean almost like a year and a half, and he's good with only, like, two people. But, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it takes a while. Huh? That's what you got to do. Yeah, it's just practice, really, but... No one really has the time to practice something that is really hard to get into. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Um, well, great uh, intro for everyone, and I'm exactly. glad that we're yeah. all here. <laughs> and I know uh, there's going to be some great stuff from you too. Whether you go to yourgamesource.com, the Seventh Valkyrie page, or you go to the Killer X Wolf page and check out his new background. Uh, that we've actually just cloned into our background and our uh, for our mobile app. Um, I don't think did I get to tell you that earlier today? Yeah, you told me about it. Yes. I haven't checked it out on the mobile site yet, but I've seen it on the uh, the full page. Uh, let's just say he gets the upper hand on Marcus uh, from Gears of War. Um, check it out if you can. Uh, that's the Killer X Wolf page, and then also as well Seventh Valkyrie. She's got some. Great stuff coming on the way as well, including the reviews, uh, you know, right now. We'll start with you, Sam. Um, your thoughts overall on The Cave. The Cave, I, I'm going to start with, I'm, I'm personally a big Double Fine fan. So I heard, you know, Double Fine's coming out with a new game. Awesome. Um, it came out, and I was like, I posted on our page, like, oh, hey, like, is anybody, is anybody playing it? And Gerald, you informed me that the the current Metacritic score was it's like a seventy three, seventy four. Yes, and, and I was like, before, ouch. Before I before I let you continue, I want to ask: Is a lot of that stemming from Psychonauts, not just for you, but for a lot of other individuals that put that have put Double Fine maybe on on a nice high plateau? Am I am I wrong definitely, to say that? Definitely rooted rooted from Psychonauts. Because I've played that game. It's been my favorite game for years. I absolutely love it. Played it a dozen times. Because but since then, there's just, they have not had, they've not been able to recreate the magic, per se. It, yeah, I mean, they've been honestly, able to have a very, a lot of good games. They've had a lot of good mm-hmm. games, but nothing that has, everybody's gone critically in love with. That is true. Opinion. I think Double Fine is, um, they have a very specific not specific, like they have this sense of humor that is very a double fine sense of humor in their games, and it's a little bit of a dark, maybe a little more dry humor, and I love that. Like that is what brings me back to double fine games, and like and then like, cost. I don't know if you've had Custom Quest. Custom Quest is amazing, so underrated. I think I think the word underrated is synonymous with double fine because they produce so much good stuff that people don't just don't pick up 
as quickly and as much as other games, which is frustrating as a personal fan. But it was my my faith in Double Fine was enough for me to just be like, you know what, the score is low, but I'm gonna pick it up anyway. And don't get me wrong, yeah. Sam, I, I enjoyed Brutal Legend. I really thought that was a undervalued title, uh, and I really think that there was some really creative flow going there. I just, you know, I just I just understand that the legacy of Psychonauts for a game that. Mm-hmm initially didn't sell very well but has just created a own its own aura all of its own by by the critical masses yeah. it's just you know I, I don't want to see them rest on their laurels but uh do you think they yeah. might have done that with the cave honestly like um it's it's very it's very different than i think anything they've really put out before um it's a it's primary it's a puzzle game and i i honestly think that part of a lower score is a lot of the puzzles are very challenging. Like, when you look at the... I know you've seen, like, screenshots from it or videos from it, and it, it looks very cute, you know? There's, like, seven characters, and they're just, you know, they're 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 cute-looking. Like, that's the word I'm going to stick with. Well, it seems to be like think, a, a puzzler in the shape of a platformer. Right, exactly. And, um... So just by looking at it you kind of think it was almost made for a younger audience that that was honest that was my first impression I, it was very wrong but then you get into the puzzle the first puzzle is like it's not it's not too t- tough but it, it's challenging enough i love puzzle games absolutely love them i think there's very few things that equal the reward of solving a good puzzle and you're just like yes got that but it's very challenging and some of the and some of the solutions are not always very clear. It's not so much that they're difficult, it's that they're not clear, which I think could be a problem for some people who aren't really as dedicated to it as I am. So you start off, you pay, there's seven characters, and you choose three. And the game changes based on which three characters you chose. So there's some levels that are dedicated to to a specific character, and each character has a specific a specific power that lets them do something that other people can't like. The adventurer can grapple, and you can, like, swing across the, the knight. I'm playing with the, the knight, the adventurer, and the time traveler. And the knight has, like, this shield where you can get hurt, and the time traveler can, like, phase through certain walls. So it really, it really changes it up, and it really forces you to think. And that's what I, I – any game that could really just make me just sit and think for a little while and really challenge me in that way, I, I really appreciate games to do that. I don't think there's enough to do. So with something like that, though, if if there's seven different characters and you can only choose three, um, what if you choose the wrong three? Is it possible to do that? Oh, or? no, no, no. Like, it's not like that. It's, um, the, the way the game changes is specific to your characters. So there's oh. a level, like, there's, there's your character levels and then kind of like these intermediate levels where the character levels, you have to have that character. Like, in order to, to even start the, the the quest of that particular part of the cave, you need to have that character. And okay. you can only beat it. Like, you can beat it with other characters, but it's not, like... I, I know exactly what you mean, because I was saying the same thing, but, like, there's yeah. certain parts of certain levels you can't access, like, um, oh, okay. there's one character, the hillbilly, he can hold his breath for a long time, and um, there's certain parts and levels where there's a 
really long underwater part, and you can't. You, your your other character couldn't hold their breath long enough to finish it, so you could only get there if you have the hillbilly. So you don't have the hillbilly, you can't get to that part, but it's not essential to the current plot, to the current puzzle. All right, gotcha, I see. So with, so, like, the night level, in order to even, you have to, like, talk to the king initially. So, minor spoiler, um, there's, like, this 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 pit you fall down, and it's got, like, fire shooting from either side. So if you walked in there with a regular character, it would die. But oh, if, you wa- if you, like, jump down and you use your, like, shield, it shields him so he can jump down and not die. Because that's the only way to get to the king. Oh, okay. So, so uh, overall, what do you think about it? I I love it. I haven't gotten a chance to do the co-op yet. I'm going to do that actually later today. And my well, today for me tomorrow for you. But um, uh, right now, as a if I if I if I had to give it a number right now, I would honestly I would put it at a nine. That's what I'm going to say. Fair enough. Not not quite not quite a ten because there are some just little. I'm playing on PC. Which, um, without a controller, I'm using the keyboard, which the controls are a little weird for that. But um, I think if you played it with a controller, it wouldn't really be a problem. Um, so I don't have my Xbox here, which breaks my heart every day. But yeah. um, it I love would, it. I it would be too. So. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the first thing I bought when I got there. No, no clothes, <laughs> just an Xbox, please. Yeah. <laughs> if I could find a game store here... I would. That's a shame. I've I've yet to come across a game store in Italy. I think GameStop has well, a not brand in Italy. That's not that true. out there, somewhere in Europe. At well, least. On, like the part of Florence that I live in, it's it's more in the like city center, like touristy area. So that might be why. Like, I mean, so there's plenty of like locals here, but I think if I maybe searched in the in the like suburban areas, which is I've been meaning to do, but it's really far away from where I live. Um, maybe there. I've come across, I saw one in Pisa, which is even more touristy, but, um, and then in Europe-wise, I found one in Copenhagen, I found one in London, one in Dublin. But GameStop is really the only, any, only game reeler I've even encountered in Europe. What about, how is Amazon EU? Oh, I haven't really done much of that just because so many consoles region lock. Mm-hmm. Like for my own, I have like the only stuff I have here. I have my PC and I have my 3DS, and then I have my PSP, which I really only use for PS1 downloadable titles. Mm-hmm. But with the 3DS, it's region locked. So if I want to, if I buy from the EU store, it's um, it's a European copy of the game, which will not work because region locking is dumb. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Couldn't agree well, with you. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. Um, it, it was kind of a spoiler into later on today in this podcast. So never mind. Okay, okay. fair enough. But um, <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you uh, more. It sounds, looks like uh, Double Fine is actually coming out with a very, very good game. I just was kind of concerned over the Metacritic score uh, with a lot of the scores from other critics um, kind of not giving it the fair treatment that it should. But um, seeing what you think about it, um, also as well, I've heard some good things, uh, like you said, from Corey and also as well Joel, that uh, this is the game I think people should be able to be interested in, whether you're downloading it uh, 
from uh, XBLA or PSN or just going straight to Steam. So Definitely, definitely, definitely check it out. It's really, really amazing. Although my favorite Double Fine game, unfortunately, is not Psychonauts, which is very, 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 very good. But it's Once Upon a Monster. I hate to say it. It's just that. as probably the most underappreciated under uh, kids game ever made. I really think... Uh, Such a great dad, Gerald. It makes me really happy. <laughs> uh, it's a great game. I just to see way, the way it interacts with the kids. Uh, at that time, I gave I it... I secretly a, wanted to play it, but I really have no... It's a lot, it's oh, a lot, yeah, for my son. It's a lot of fun on the Kinect. Um, if you have uh, children out there who are really into Sesame Street, it's it's a great pickup. Uh, I believe I gave it an 8.5, if memory serves me correct, and uh, it is truly a, uh, a great game from Double Fine, although this has now uh, surpassed that. So uh, we look to see your full written review on the 7th Valkyrie page at yourgamesource.com. Also be uh, located on a reuse page as well. Uh, next in our reviews, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. That would be you, Chris. I know Joel also wrote an extensive review on it as well on his page at thenesta.com. Uh, but, Chris, since you were up first, uh, please uh, let us know your thoughts on Nino Kuni. Well, I don't want to spoil it as much as 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 a. Uh I read through the nest as a little bit, but uh, I thought it was a little bit more spoiling, so I didn't want to spoil it too much. Okay. Are you just not going to say anything about it? Did we lose him? Hello? Think about the lost. Oh, there you go. Oh. Okay. I don't know where you might have lost me at when that. Okay. Um. You were so, talking. You were just... talking about uh, the Nesta's review. Okay. Well, it was uh, all right. So action. <laughs> the uh, the review he wrote was very extensive. Um, I didn't try to go into that much detail because I didn't want to spoil it. But with what I with what I thought about the game, uh, everything about it just was brilliant. Um, as far as being in the JRPG genre, uh, there's very few games that actually catch my interest. This one was perfect because of the artwork, the story. Uh, everything that you can do, the customization works so well together to be an easy yet very challenging game at the same time. Very contradiction, very contradicting, uh, aspects, but when, when you play the game, you, you feel like you can do anything. However, there are times when you know that you have to strategically work your, uh, you have to work at it to understand what you've got to do, whether it's attack, defend, use spells, use items, use your teammates, whatever it may be to help win a fight. And sometimes your fights could last uh, anywhere from 10 seconds to 10, 15 minutes uh, just to beat one person. And I think that's what makes the game a little bit more fun is because you don't know what you're going to be doing and how it's going to react later on. Um, but that's just the gameplay itself. The artwork being made from Studio Ghibli, the same... Um, the studio that brings some of the best artwork in any anime uh, or animated movies. Uh, is, I mean, mainly it's all Japanese-based, and then it's uh, brought to America from Disney, and it's very nicely made. And doing this with uh, the gameplay that it has, they just mix well so perfectly. Uh, I mean, it's always been nice to look at one of those those movies and say, hey, I wish I could control what he's doing 
well, this is it. Uh, you play as a kid named Oliver, and you're just going through his life and his experiences and in this fantasy world that you're in, as well as the real world that you're in, it makes so much sense, even though it's fantasy, it makes sense on how stuff can be related in other alternate universes. And I think that's just where it gets people, is just because it's a very, um, a very fun thing to do. It's not too stressful, uh, like the cave or like any puzzle game that you might just want to stop playing if it's too uh, complicated. But I think what people want to do is, as soon as they get past one part, it makes them want to see what happens next. And then the next part makes them want to see what happens next. And the intensity just grows and grows and grows. And I think it just it gets better that way. Um, graphics, gameplay, everything I've seen has been great. A couple flaws to it um, that I've noticed. It, you seem like you want to get uh, leveled up too fast, too, like too high too fast. And that's definitely not possible. You've got to be slow and patient with it. Um, you've got to grind out and keep farming on monsters to level your people up or level yourself up. And after a while, it, it can get a little tedious. But uh, if you go through the story while you're doing it, it you almost never notice it. So is it um, – I know with a lot of games I play like that, sometimes you just have to sit down and be like – I got to grind for like an hour, put a movie on or something and you just have to sit and grind. Is it, is it one of those? It's not that long. I think the most I spent one time grinding, I probably only went for like, uh, maybe 20, 30 minutes. And it was just so that way, cause I, I fought, uh, a boss and I could not beat him. I farmed for about 20 minutes, went up three levels, went back against him, beat him in like two minutes. It was really quick. So it, I was okay. just slightly underpowered. Um, but also, I probably could have played more strategically when I fought him, and I probably would have won. Uh, instead, I was like, you know what, let me just go farm for 20 minutes, and then went, did that, uh, and I leveled up, like, I think it was three times, and just beat him afterwards. How did you uh, care for the art style and, and the animated look um, uh, of the actual look and feel of the game? Did you th- feel it... Was a great fit, or do you, did you see something a little bit uh, different that would have made it uh, maybe a little bit better for as far as the overall game is concerned? Well, I, I mean, they did great as as the artwork went on. Um, they had two two kind of artworks. They had one that was animated from the studio, where you still saw your characters; they still moved, and their mouths were working with it, but it wasn't the the best like uh, synchronization. Then they actually went to parts where it was a complete cutscene, and it looked like you were just watching a Studio Ghibli movie, where it, it went to its two-dimensional but three-dimensional like feel, um, kind of look, and it looked perfect that way. I wish all the cutscenes were actually that way, but uh, n- nevertheless, no matter which way they put it, both of them looked nice. They just didn't have, in my opinion, they didn't have enough. Uh, it was a lot of reading you had to do as well instead of it actually speaking out to you, which I, I like those parts because I like to hear either the Japanese or the uh, the American uh, voice actors. I mean, that's usually where I, I get into these things is to hear them because they have their own unique feel. And especially one of the characters has a uh, weirdly – everyone seems to be British except one guy has to be Irish and he has the – the weirdest Irish accent, and he even says, like, Irish puns that I have no idea what they mean. But when he talks, like, I understand them. If I have to read it, I get lost. 
So uh, I I think the artwork was done very well. I just wish they had done either more artwork that it way. It looks they, good. It looks really uh, good. It is. And anywhere you look, I I've been I've been looking through every little nook and cranny about the game to see if I can find a bug with it or if I can do something else. I mean, everything that I've ever done in this game has been perfectly designed and uh, from the characters themselves to the scenery, it's just beautiful. I just feel like so many games try to focus on, like, getting something that looks really realistic and, like, putting so much of their time and effort into making it look good where yeah. it's almost refreshing to see an animation style like this where it looks gorgeous. And it's just, but it's not, you know, what a lot of the AAA titles have. Yeah. But I, well, I really that's like what, this animation. Style. That's what Japanese RPGs are famous for. And that's why I love them is because they don't focus too much on the realistic, like, hey, let's make everything look like it's human skin, human hair, and so forth. Yeah. They keep it to a... They keep it to their own style, but when they focus more on story, you you like the graphics and everything, but you're more intrigued into the story and just to see the beauty that they can do with animation, um, to to use magic or to do certain attacks or certain things, it's easier to make it look fake but beautiful than real and beautiful. So when they they can make these games easily, and when like games like Nino Kuni come out, it looks beautiful and it's perfect. Um, when they try to push out Skyrim too early and there's a bunch of bugs and it's like, uh, yeah. it, it's, it looks nice because it looks real, but then you've got so, much, so many more problems to occur with it. Um, and you've either got to push it out a year later or you've got to, uh, you've got to patch it up every few months. It, it just turns out to be those messes with it. But Nino Kuni, like, I, imagine I, have if you... seen, I haven't seen a development mess yet on this game. Like, there's just so much effort put into um, all that, like like you said, just all that maintenance, where it's like, if you had all those people work on, I don't know, something else, like, you could imagine how the game would be different. Yeah, definitely. And, and you, and you, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll I was going to say, and, and I think it's just, like, the, the culture differences. I mean, and maybe it's just the Japanese find that a story is more important than a, a graphic, uh, like, concept. But then in the Western Hemisphere, we're just focused on everything being 1080p and the best graphics and crap like that, when it, it's refreshing to go kind of mellow with that and still focus on a good story, like a good novel or something, you know? I always appreciate a good story. That's, yeah. like, my number one thing in a game. Everybody's like, oh, who's favorite part of game? Story. Done. Graphics, I don't care about graphics. As much <laughs> as I can, like move my con- my character and like see everything i don't i don't get like eight bit games are some of my favorite games <laughs> yeah i've been playing i'm also playing uh, final fantasy 6 on my psp <laughs> i like i downloaded the um the ps1 and i love it i, I mean that's all i need and it's such an amazing game and yeah, definitely. i mean graphically you know if you made that now you could make that on you know a 10 year old computer yeah <laughs> it was made on a 10 year old computer yeah, so I definitely appreciate where you're coming from on the aspect of the importance of how plot can really drive a game home. Yeah, 
And Gerald, you were about to say something as well. No, I just was going to uh, add on to that. It's it's ma- it's a matter of style over, over substance here. Uh, you're what you're saying here in North America and maybe Europe as well when we're designing games, whereas in uh, in Japan you're saying it's more of a substance over style issue. Yeah, absolutely. But then again, that might be seeing it on the other side. It's it's just I guess that's why. Uh, a lot of uh, Japanese games don't seem to uh, uh, connect with a larger audience here, uh, both in North America and in Europe. Is maybe it's because we, as as the general audience of gamers, are are becoming have become more used to um, the the style over substance uh, type, type video game. Yeah. Like if I found out like a game was released in Japan first and it's being released in the states, there's like a ninety percent chance I'm gonna love it. <laughs> just so, just so many of the games that I love have Japanese roots, and I think Gerald is exactly what you said. It's just the substance of our style. Yeah. And you have just to make clarify, you gave the score for the game a. Uh, I gave it a nine out of ten, uh, a solid nine out of ten. It, it was it was hard to bring it down from nine point five, but I didn't think of it as that perfect of a game, um, but. I mean, just because of its slight flaws, but nothing can ever be 10 out of 10. So, uh, But definitely it is a must-try for any person that's into RPG games, whether it is westernized. It's already or it's in a, my Amazon cart. <laughs> whether it's a, a westernized type of game or if it's um, or if you're someone from America that just likes uh, Skyrim and uh, Fallout and stuff like that, still try this game if you can red box it or... I think they have these in Redbox now, don't they? How long did it take you? Uh, to to beat it, mm-hmm. it's I I don't even know how many hours it says I have on the game. It's like seventy no. Oh. When did I? What was I playing yesterday? Oh, yeah, I'm like at seventy eight, seventy nine hours, and I I beat it. I technically beat the last the last thing. I'm not going to say anything. Um, at like hour. 71, but there's a bunch of stuff that I can still do to kind of have okay. a different ending as well. It's it's very weird how the ending works out. Um, so I'm going to try to get everything else before I get this last secret thing to happen. Well, it is not available on Redbox, but it is available through Gamefly. Um, okay. If, if So if you do have a membership through them, uh, you should definitely give it a try. So. Yeah, and that's if you can get it. Because well, one, it's only on PS3, and that's reasonable because the Sony Japanese company Microsoft is American-made. A little bit different there, but um, if you can find it, I know a lot of places have been running out of it really fast. Uh, I've checked with GameStops and Best Buys and so forth, and they're very few on quantity. And most of the time that you walk in, they say that they sold like all ten of their copies in one day. Um, so if you can find a place that has it, or if you can order it online or gamefly it, do it soon because I don't think this is going to be a game that stays in circulation in America for quite longer. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so two great scores on two great games, The Cave and Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. Uh, if you get a chance, anybody out there, please just go ahead and give these games a try. I think it's, uh, well... According to Seventh Valkyrie and also as well Killer X Wolf, they're definitely worth it. Alrighty, uh, when we come back for the break, it's going to be time for the Roundtable of Doom and our main topic. It's a big one. We'll be right back. The Roundtable. 
table of doom. Oh, we tricked you guys. I'm like Shyamalan in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've actually been recording the whole time. And now our show's recording. All right. And we're back. And it, once again, it's an international flavor this time for the round table of Chris. Doom. Sam. Doom. Round table of doom, indeed. <laughs> Sorry, that was my neck. There you go. Who's doing that? And I miss having you both doing that as well. So um, it is once again the world t- famous yourgamesource.com podcast and the round table of doom. Um, for those who haven't heard before, this is our main topic part of the podcast. And uh, main topic this week is the most recent announcement, a teaser video from Sony the other day, um, just showing something major, major big happening on uh, February 20th. In New York, something will be unveiled. Gerald, what could this possibly be? Well, that's my first question, because we're going to just play a round of question and answers with you guys. And the first question I have, Sam, is this the PlayStation 4? That is not. I think if it's not the the PlayStation 4, people are going to be pissed. Like, I think... A lot of people see it as, oh, it's a big announcement. Like, I don't think people would think of anything else. Like, I think that's what people are immediately going to jump to. I think as we discuss this, there are a lot of other things it could be. But I honestly think that they're going to take a hit if it's it's not PlayStation 3. Because I don't think there's anything more important in anybody's eyes. Chris? Uh... I, I beg to differ. I don't think that they should be releasing any kind of announcement of a PlayStation if it is to come out this year, uh, this early. Um, you, you had stated that there were currently no next-gen consoles in development. In development for this year. I, I, I've changed my statement from they're not making it to they're not making it for this year. Uh, I, I now see that they are making it, and, and it's because I have heard already uh, the confirmations of um, of many different things, but I mean they haven't actually said there is a PlayStation Four. There's an Xbox, whatever number you want to give it afterwards, um, an Xbox Three, and it, if they make them, I still want to put my hopes up for a 2014 release. But if it is a 2013 release, I <laughs> go figure. Um, they're not going to announce this soon off in the year. I, I don't think they should announce this soon off in the year that, hey, uh, we're going to be releasing a new console in about 10 months. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Because if they do that... Uh, well, what, what if, if it was them saying, like... Oh, sorry, keep going. Oh, well, I mean, they can they can talk about other PlayStation stuff, other Sony stuff. The Vita, for instance, that needs probably a couple, uh, a couple of big benefits. You can make a, a bigger screen. To put in more memory, do something like that, bring out more games, that's for damn sure. I mean, dang sure. Excuse me. Um, so, I'm sorry, did you say that there's not been a confirmed that they're even working on it? Uh, yeah, there there hasn't. Sony is not... Could it be that they're that confirming that they're working on it? This, this release? Mm, I, I guess that could be a confirmation that they would announce they are officially working on the PlayStation 4. 
Well, they've sent out. They've already sent out development kits. They would have had to already send out development kits to, uh, you know, developers and publishers of that nature, so that they can actually create games uh, for a launch for you know third party and even Sony in-house Sony studios. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is, but they haven't even said. uh, Yes, there's a PlayStation Four. Yes, there's a Xbox Three. Whatever you want to call it. It, it's still, I mean, if it's not confirmed by the person making it, it's just, right now, this is all uh, adding one plus one and hoping that it's two. But yeah. we're not sure because they have not given us the test scores yet and said, yes, the answer is two. Um, so I, I say we just wait until the 20th and find out that they're just going to announce one or two little things. But I doubt that they're going to say a PS4 is coming out this holiday. Uh, and my biggest reason for that is because you, you tell people in 10 months there's a PS4, what are you going to sell for the next 10 months? Absolutely nothing. No one's going to buy until November. Fair enough. So, so I'm trying to think, like, what else would warrant a an announcement? that big like something so uh, cryptic like oh we're announcing something like it's PS gotta be something go. PS <laughs> go, that sounds kind of counterintuitive that's possibility yeah. I'm just saying but uh, anything but a PS4 right now or if they're going to announce that they're in development of one that wouldn't be bad uh, do I you think, think it's, it's going to be Vita related um, I'm sorry, I keep cutting I, you off. I, I can see it being, like, I see a 50-50 chance that it could be Vita-related. I don't see it being completely about PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation Entertainment console. So, I, I can see either Vita or I can see something with um, maybe even games. Uh, as far as PlayStation games, that could be announced. But, like, what kind of game has ever gotten that dedicated of we're announcing something big like that? Like, or something that's not, like, a game convention. Uh, I, just, I just think... I, heard, I don't know. Maybe a, maybe a God of War uh, MMO. <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, I feel like this is a really... Like, how frequently do they do... Like, I don't really think that they do stuff like this that often at this time of the year. And making like, a major... Like, oh, we're going to announce something cool at E3. Oh, we're going to announce something cool here. And it's making on a, a ma- really awesome day. And yeah, making a major announcement like this and setting it for New York, inviting the entire press, uh, including us, to go see it. Um, it's kind of... It seems like it's a big deal. Yeah, but I, I think we might be taking it more big. than it should be. Because they, they never really did it for the PS... Three when that came out, they didn't do it for the PS2 when that came out. Maybe they're uh, trying to change uh, things around, which uh, leads me to my next question: um, Why, the, you know, CEO last month, CEO of the company Kazuhai, whose origins come from the PlayStation um, division, um, made comments stating that if Microsoft does have a next gen in development system in development, that they could go first as far as debuting it to the public. Um, 
if on February 20th they were to theoretically state that they have a PS4 that's going to be made available and debut it for all the world to see, why the change of heart and go first? And I'll start with you, Chris. Theoretically, um, theoretically it's the PS4. Yes, of course, because uh, theoretically, um, well, actually, truth be told, Microsoft came out with the Xbox 360 a year before PlayStation 3, possibly common courtesy. Um, the other reason, possibly to save the best for last, and that's what they want to do. They feel if, if uh, Microsoft goes first and they unveil, oh, this is this, this is this, uh, PlayStation and Sony could say, oh, well, this is what you guys have, but this is what we're going to do to make it better. Because it's always easier to go against what your opponents have to say and tell them what's going to be better about your product uh, versus just coming right out and speaking about everything you can. Just bag on your opponents, you win. Well, uh, like I said, uh, Kaz Horai of Sony had stated that they were going to let uh, Microsoft go first, but uh, they've decided, you know, well, we're assuming, mind you, that they're deciding to, on February 20th, actually uh, put the first stake into this uh, next-gen uh, war. Uh, Sam, why do you think the sudden change of heart? Um, honestly, what I was kind of thinking is that they, when they said, like, Microsoft could go first, I almost pictured it as, like, when you miss a test in school and you, like, you, like, still have to make it up and then, like, you talk to your friends and see, like, how they did or, like, you wait and see, like, how everybody did on the test just so you can kind of expect, like, what's going to happen. And that's honestly the person that came to mind when I heard, like, oh, they're going to let Microsoft go first. Like, almost like Chris said, just kind of gauging, like, how well that they did. But... Well, I I also think that maybe it's, Sony. Oh, sorry, but um, Sony might just be. If if anything, they might just want to try to get something out earlier. If if it isn't about the PlayStation Four, if it even if it is, maybe they're trying to get something out earlier before Microsoft. So that's why they want to announce it before Microsoft. Maybe steal some of his, their thunder. Yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, uh, the earlier you can get something out, you're gonna have people buy that. If fans are, are contemplating, should I get this or this or this or that, they're going to go with whatever comes out earlier and with the bigger bang. Or how about how about this? This is this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to my my prediction is they're going to announce uh, formally announce the PS4 first, but they're going to release it after. So if they if they say, hey, we're coming out with PS4 down the line when Microsoft says, oh hey Xbox 720 whatever people will know, oh, Xbox, oh, this new Xbox just came out, but, you know, Sony Sony said a while ago they're, they're coming out with the PS4, so um, yeah. maybe I should wait. So I think it's just them kind of getting the foot in the door, like, oh, hey, just so you guys know, we're going to have a console, and it puts the PlayStation in everybody's mind, so once Microsoft makes their, all their announcements, and if they come out with the console first, people still know. So yeah. my prediction is they're, gonna, they're going to announce it first, release it after. Yeah, I can see. Fair enough. And the next question I have on the rapid-fire question roundtable of doom segment. Here we go. Rumors have it that the DualShock 
would not be a part of the next gen system for Sony PlayStation. Um, what? Well, that's the latest rumors uh, that are yeah. going on through various news organizations. Uh, once, because remember, we post them all right here at yourgamesource.com. If you go on the front of our website or if you go on our Facebook page, we are the leading aggregate site in the entire gaming world, and we get everyone's articles and information going, and and uh, from quite a num- different number of. Uh, organizations have reported uh, that the DualShock uh, will be going bye-bye with this generation um, and adding a touchpad uh, sort of instrument instead. Uh, do you see this happening, Chris? So, wait a second. The PS3... Think of it like, think of it like a modified... Ver- think of it like a modified version of the Wii U touchpad. I was going to say, are, are they trying to copy Nintendo yet again? And if so, will it fail yet again? Um, first motion, now touchpad controller. N- Nintendo, you've got some good ideas, but you're having the wrong people copy you right now. Uh, well, well, no, Nintendo has the good ideas. I mean, like the touchpad and the motion were great. However, now Sony's trying to get into it. If If they try to add a touchpad to this, I think it would be better if, uh, if possibly a Vita were used instead, considering it already is a touchpad controller of its own. Um, Sam, um, before I, I turn it to you, I think uh, that they are going to have some sort of um, half DualShock, half Vita, half Wii U gamepad uh, hybrid. Um, but I am gonna, uh, I am gonna state that I think the DualShock will not die 100%. I think that you will be able to either add it on, um, either, you know, via the PS3 DualShocks or that they'll make a separate DualShock-like, uh, due to overwhelming fan support, um, for the DualShock. What are your thoughts? Um, I have a little bit of a bias because I, I can appreciate motion controls and tablet controls and all of these extra peripherals. I can appreciate them when they're done well, but I am not a personal fan of them. I think um, there's a time and a place for them, like Mario Party or some stuff like that, like games that are really supposed to have controls like that. But a lot of times I'm not really into, you know, having all this extra stuff. I just want to sit with a controller for six hours and just play Mm-hmm. And um, I think with I th- with the PlayStation, I think it would be done in a way where because the the PlayStation has to appeal to their hardcore gamers. The Wii doesn't have as much of a demand for that. Um, you know, they have some games, but for the PlayStation, it's going to be a lot more. So I think if they can integrate it well, it's, it's really difficult with all the stuff because you can do something and then you can do something well. Yeah. So I think in theory, like, um, I'm just picturing like having a game. Um, first thing came to mind was like Dragon Age and on this tablet having like your map. And then I'm picturing like, you know, the controls, the controls on either side. And I think that would be kind of cool if that's what they did. So I think it's a it's a waiting game to see if they're going to do that. I need to see some some examples. I need some some demos. 
and I need to see how you're going to integrate it. Because if there's dumb little mini games on this tablet that I have to do, I don't know. Now, do you think... Like, um, it, just, it just depends on how they do it. Now, do you think they're going to utilize the Vita better, or are they just going to let the Vita die? I think they need to. I don't know if they're necessarily going to, but I think it's very important that right now they exist as two separate entities, and I really think they have this potential to bring them together. So I think that they, they definitely should if, if they can. Well, I, don't, I, I don't know if should and will are the same thing. Well, last but not least, last question I have as far as it's concerned. Basically, do you think this is going to put Sony into the driver's seat and will give them the edge in winning this round of the console war? And I'll start with you, Chris. Do I think it will help them win? Yes. Do I want it to help them win? No. I I mean, it's not that I don't like Sony. I, I love Sony and I love what they do. But I think that if if they feel that they're going to win uh, or, or do a – if they feel that this is going to be better for their sales to do it earlier, I I mean, I, I hope that they're wrong just so that way they learn from their mistakes and not try to uh, push out something sooner than what they need. Um, could it possibly be their, their victory? Yes. Uh, could it also be their downfall? Definitely. Um, I, I just I can't tell until February 20th, and then I hear some reactions about it, uh, and then as soon as I find out exactly what they talk about, that's when I'll know my own reaction as well. Sam, what do you think? Um, I kind of agree with Chris on the whole it's too early to tell level. Um, I think there are definitely benefits, and there's, a, there's definitely strategies that are very important when it comes to marketing. But I don't know how much announcing it first or second is really going to impact it. I think um, especially if the PlayStation changes it up with their the way it's controlled, I think we're going to reach something. We're, I feel like the PlayStation and the Xbox right now are, are pretty equal on, you know, how it physically works. Like, not graphic engine or anything, just you have a controller and you sit and you play. There are motion capabilities. So I think... I mean, when comparing it to the Wii, I think they're they're more similar to each other than they are to the Wii. And I think with this next generation, I think there's going to be a bit more of a division between them. I think they're going to start moving in different directions, which I think is very very important. And it makes it it, it makes me really hopeful to see that because the more diverse they are, the more I can justify buying both of them. But um, I think. When it comes down to it, it's going to be, you know, what changes did they make from their last iteration, and is that going to be worth the upgrade? Fair enough. Well, we will find out February 20th if it is truly the PlayStation 4 or if it's something even more surprising from Sony. Uh, we'll find out then, and we'll give you all the latest updates on that as they come into us right here at YourGameSource.com. Uh, this has been the Round Table of Doom. 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 And he's been waiting a while now through... Uh, through thick and thin. It's been a great podcast tonight. I want to thank both these two for being on tonight, and hopefully we can get you both back on again real soon. Uh, so for Sam... All right, good to be back. From the Command Center... 
Yep. Ciao. <laughs> and then we've got also Killer Rex Wolf. Good night, world. And don't forget to kill every locust you see. Damn straight. Darn straight. <laughs> Get back in your holes. <laughs> and uh, that'll do it for me as well. I guess all this lives. You can catch us at yourgamesource.com. Thank you for listening, and have a great evening. Or day. Or whatever. Have a good one.